I was just hitting the hall to get off his phone because he's constantly on his phone. So it would be nice for you to get off of it while at, we start our, our live show. looking at Coinbase because there's another, you know, epic crash in the markets. So, and it, you should care too because it, you know, we're married. But anyway. Anyway, hi, everybody. It's so great to see you here. We are back with Debrowing Crypto. Um, we have another amazing, 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 amazing guest, uh, Cheryl Campos, which I am so excited for all of you to meet. She's incredible. You want to talk a little bit about what she does or who she is? Or you want to talk about NFTs first? Well, I think Cheryl uh, should introduce herself because she's incredible. Okay. And a multifaceted, you know, runner, uh, incredible investor. Uh, part-time model, I think. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. She's going to get mad at me. I think it's public. Anyway, um, let her in introduce herself. But yeah, let's talk. You just introduced her. We're going to let her introduce herself. Okay. That's All right, Cheryl, come on in. He's already ruined everything. <laughs> I mean, what's, what's new? What's your part-time you part model? Because generally, it's like the rule is do not tell Nahal anything because he will tell everybody your secret. That's true. Which is true. That's true. So which which, which is, It's a double-edged sword because it can be a superpower. Like, I leak things to certain people and things happen, you know, and then things happen, usually positive. Anyway, good. Sorry, Cheryl. How are you? Thanks for joining. It's okay. It's great. I'd love to see the dynamic and thank you so much for having me. Uh, you did a great uh, introduction, by the way, Nahal, so I appreciate it. And it's not a secret. So, you know, you, you're good. Um, so for everyone new, I'm Cheryl. I'm the head of venture growth and partnerships at Republic. Um, we are now a unicorn, which is awesome to say. Um, and we essentially help democratize the private markets. So we uh, allow anyone to invest in startups, real estate, gaming, local businesses. Um, at the same time, we've been kind of at the beginning of this whole crypto revolution. And so uh, we also allow folks to invest in crypto through different offerings. And so it has been a whirlwind. Um, I was full-time employee number 10. Um, and, you know, at the same time, been in the space now for about three close to four years now. <laughs> Time has flown. Nahal, you met me when I first, you know, was a baby in this space and I've blossomed now. I'm, I'm a scout for Lightspeed. I'm an investment partner at the Community Fund, which is, you know, fun uh, focus on community-centric startups. Um, so do you all out there? Let me know. <laughs> and then at the same time... Badass of everything, right? <laughs> yeah. And then last but not least, I'm the co-founder of VC Familia, which is the largest Latinx organization right now in VC. Um, that's really a community of, of over 250 um, Latino venture capitalists that are focused on, you know, supporting uh, the Latinx community as a whole, both investors and founders. So I do a lot. I do some modeling and acting on the side. That's a little bit about me. Yeah, Cheryl, she's a force of nature. I feel like a slacker now. Yeah, she's a force of nature. I remember. I do a lot. I don't sleep. It's okay. Yeah, and and I, mean, I remember when we first met, and we we're doing like you know some runs, and just I was like, dude, if I ever have the opportunity to work with you. Mm, uh, but you met her on Patreon. Uh, no, we met uh, probably through Twitter or I don't know. And then, and I forget how exactly. It was it through Twitter. I was definitely not in the Twitter space for a while. I only joined Twitter officially when the pandemic hit because I was alone and lonely. I was like, I'm an extrovert and there's no friends. I need friends. So that's when I joined. But no, I think, yeah, we met through some events and stuff. And then, yeah, I started running together. Yeah. And I remember I was dying on the, in the marathon. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I was like, you know, it was like the wall, right? Mile 20 or 21. <laughs> Yeah, and, in the Bronx. And, and, and out out of the stands comes Cheryl. Uh, this is 2019. Just get your ass together in a hall. You can do it. And I was like, oh shit, somebody's watching. And they just started running. <laughs> I, <remember laughs> that. I think I totally remember yeah, that because I did 
Yeah, me and Sean like saw you standing there or something. And then- so, yeah, basically, I was like with my backpack and everything. I was just like, it was, I don't know, it was like, I was just excited to be there because it was close to my house. And I was just like, you know what? I needed someone to be there when I was running the marathon. Yeah. And so and I, I remember mile 20, like you looked amazing. Like you were on a roll. My, my mile 20, I was crying. <laughs> I was, I had, I think my, I had torn my meniscus at that point. I was just like, I can't do this no yeah. more. And I had like five hour energy and that got me through. So anyway, so, but it was awesome. Like you, you did great, obviously, and you finished. Shout out to Pitch and Run. You got some fans already. Cheryl, up in here. So let's talk about, like, let's get it going. All right. So how did you get interested in crypto? Oh my God. I mean, I think, well, one, uh, Republic, as I mentioned, has been in the crypto space for a long time. Uh, I actually joined Republic when we had just gotten into the crypto winter of 2018, right? And so um, we had had a couple of compliant ICOs that went by. Those did really well, and then everything just kind of stopped. So I, for a while, was just you know on the sidelines, learning from my peers and you know what they were doing, um, what the sentiment of the space was, and then. All of a sudden, you know, late 2019, early 2020, um, I just kept hearing it more and more in the circles that I was in. And so I was like, you know what? It's daunting. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I, you know, I paid off my mortgage. So I finally had like some discretionary income to just be like, maybe I'll throw here or something here and here and like start playing around with the different types of tooling out there. Um, and it, once, once you get in it, it's just a rabbit hole. And yeah. so from there, you just start learning. I think you have to get really comfortable with Googling and <laughs> YouTubing and a lot of things. And um, I started going to more events and chats. And that's similar to kind of how I learned about VC as a whole, right? Like you just don't really know what the space is, but you just kind of have to meet people and get, you know, familiar with the terms. And, and there's a lot of jargon. Yeah. There's a lot of that. And so I, once I started learning about all this, I was like, oh, like that's kind of done for like on purpose, right? To keep people out. And I'm like, no, 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 we have to make sure we're, we're opening the floodgates that we get more people in the space. And so, um, you know, I've just started being more vocal about it and, you know, got into whole NFT thing. Shout out to my world of women avatar now. <laughs> my, um, I love that. And so, yeah, I love it's so that. badass. It looks just like me. I actually bought it because it looked just like me. And I was like, take all so of so, so I did the same. It's still my, uh, you know, my PFP on, on Twitter, but tell us, Wait, I have one question. About well, I want to know. I want to ask because I think you say something that's really powerful. And I'm just looking at some of the chats, right, about this idea of it being daunting, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people that are on are listening to our show are, are like literally are curious. They need to. I mean, even some of the things you're all saying, like, I, like I might question, like, what's a unicorn, right? So, let, mm-hmm. I want to rewind for a second. Like, it was daunting to you. How did it become undaunting? What is the one thing or the first thing that you did that helped kind of take the, you know, the scariness out of it? Uh, I started with the basics just around like Coinbase and Gemini. And, you know, it seemed like the easiest way to get into the space and just buy crypto. That was like the first thing I did. And then I remember this one moment where I was like, went with a friend. I was with a friend basically at one of these events. And I basically sat down next to him and I was just like, I need you to teach me <laughs> how to take this currency and make money off of it. Cause I heard that that's a thing. <laughs> and he was like, Oh yeah, cool. And then he, have you had MetaMask? I'm like, mm, Meta what? 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, mm. and then I'm looking at the Chrome permissions that it asked for, and I was like, it reads and writes and edits every single website you go on. Okay, yes. Yeah. So it's just like all these steps that like I wouldn't have necessarily taken on my own. I think also because like I'm just risk averse, right? Like I, it was just funny because I'm in VC, but like I was raised to like you know know the value of every dollar. I was raised to like always be cautious as to what I'm signing or like just being a child of the internet, right? <laughs> like you don't want to trust everything that's out there, and so it's this type of thing where I needed someone to literally guide me through. Like, I, I wish there was something like some product that was like, I don't know, dial a friend or something where, you know, as a crypto person, like you just call up someone and they can help answer all the dumb questions you have. Mm. And this is what we did, right? It's like when I opened up my Coinbase account, it was like sitting there being like, okay, how do I do this? All right, now now, like, how do I want to buy an NFT? Like, how do I do that? Like all of the basic steps. And then once you're set up, that's like half the battle, right? Mm -hmm. You were about to ask a question tonight. <laughs> well, she was talking about her her profile photo and her avatar, and so I thought that'd be a good segue to uh, to talking about NFTs. You know, what is an NFT? Like, how did you find this incredible NFT that that looks like you? And um, and, and, and you have number one. I, and somebody and, wants to make an NFT, and they say, <laughs> "Yeah." Uh, well, let's start with the basics, right? And an NFT really is a non fungible token. Um, Non-fungible is just basically that it's unique and, you know, can't be exchanged for uh, something else, right? In the sense that, you know, if like we both have iPhone 13s, but we switch iPhones, like you'd be mad at me because that's not your phone, right? So it's unique. It's something that you have. And, you know, just token just means that it's recorded on the blockchain, right? So, you know, it, the beauty of the blockchain is that it's immutable. It can't be changed. Um, you know, it's transparent, so anyone can publicly see it, um, and it's decentralized. So, you know, not one person has the record, like the record of all transactions, right? It's distributed across a network. And so, in terms of you know non fungible tokens, what it allows at NFTs, what it really allows you to do is that was the best definition of blockchain yeah. I've ever heard. So by the good. way, sorry, so, sorry. To interrupt. But just to pause on that, yeah, you like straight up broke, like boom, like <laughs> this way. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. I mean, like I, I love that. Um, I've been attending some events, so that's been really helpful in, in terms of getting me in the space. And I hope that this is also helpful for folks that are, um, yeah. you know, tuning in. But um, so in terms of, uh, you know, NFTs, they don't necessarily have to be just art, right? They can be like music royalties. They can be for gaming. Um, and I think that's the power of it is that it can be applied to so many different things. Uh, so when it comes to NFTs, like you mentioned for like profile pictures or PFP, right? There's also a lot of acronyms out here, guys. <laughs> so um, we can talk about like that. so much in your like industry. It's like. I, yeah, I think, I mean, Charles did something powerful earlier, right? It's a like, way of like, keep, like, keeping people out. Like acronyms are kind of an interesting way to keep the people in, like, you know, in. Uh, you know, yeah. they're this like they're in with the lingo and they're kind of the cool kids and then the people out is kind of to keep them out. Right. And I mean, maybe there is some efficiency. Uh, just, How is know. there efficiency between good morning and GM? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you're right. You know what it is? Though? It's about, I think it's about community. You know, like I think it comes down to community. Like when people are doing something, say you're like at NASA, like back in like the 60s and 70s, everything is an acronym because you've created this, I don't know, bond between other people that are kind of doing the same things. But now I agree, it's intimidating. Sorry, it's sorry. Sorry, just to, like in nonprofit, in law, in politics, we don't have these acronyms, right? We don't have the same, but it's, it's very- specific. I mean, 
I think there it's not I mean every every I'd say I'd say it's just more like more pro, uh, prominent than ever right to that because there's a wave of new folks coming to this space and people sometimes just want to feel like hey I was like from the beginning like you didn't rock with me when I was in the gym right like now you um they were in the gym they were in the discords but you know different <laughs> um and I would also state that the origins of you know this type of stuff come came from people who wanted to be outside of the current system right so there is that element as you mentioned in the hall of a little bit about community but that has to change right but to Reshma's point is that like you know we have to make sure that you know these are not things that are blocking people out if anything if you want to be more welcoming and for people to be part of your community you have to make sure to break these things down so um yeah I, i'd say like um going back to the whole uh you know, profile picture, uh, world of women. Um, I I see things not because there's a hype, right? It's so easy. It's similar to like VC, right? Where you're a momentum investor, you follow all the top deals, you get into those versus the fundamentals, right? Like, no, I will only like stay in this lane because I know this really well and do that stuff. Um, it kind I kind of tried to have that same mentality here where I, you know, I didn't buy a born monkey, which I mean, one was still on my my pay zone but then two like you know it, it doesn't really resonate with me because i do feel like there is that element of you know like we're all bros out here we're doing things you know it's, it's a little bit of a different vibe whereas what i saw for world of women um which uh hopefully you guys take a look at is essentially a project that has about ten thousand nfts right that you can buy so there's a finite amount which is the reason why you know there is a, that price uh that you pay for it um, but at the same time, uh, they're all different and they all have different attributes um, and they celebrate the diversity of women as a whole. And the fact that I could see, uh, you know, NFT that looked like me for the first time, I was like, that speaks to me. And I think there, what, I think a couple of years ago, there were only like 4% of women in crypto. And now that's risen to like 15 or 19% yeah. or something like that. And so I feel like if I had that reaction, I'm early more people <laughs> coming in like this is just the beginning we're like you know we're all going to make it w-a-g-m-i and so i feel like the price is going to go up more people are going to be focused on mission-oriented things and so when you bring all those things together i was like this is a no-brainer this is an absolute no-brainer i got the, i got it i'm so glad i'm never gonna sell it <laughs> which is also painful because i'm like i can't sell myself um you know through this uh profile page and, and then it's a community right there's so many amazing women in this space um Eva Longoria, Reese Witherspoon a bunch of new folks have just come in which is so incredible to see but it, I, I didn't really do it for that I did it more for the fact that you know it was representative of of me and and you know that's both volumes did you see uh this is kind of like you know from the mass market pop culture standpoint uh Paris Hilton was on Fallon last week uh or earlier this week <laughs> And they were both showing off their, uh, and to a lot of criticism, but they're both showing their board apes to the world, you know. Mm -hmm. and of course, board ape is like one of, yeah, you know, exclusive, right? The, the most expensive um, NFTs. Mm -hmm. I think the floor, and by the way, floor means kind of minimum price for this mm -hmm. cohort of NFTs, um, is like, you know, it was at some point half a million dollars. I don't know where it is now because crypto oh. crashed. Um, <laughs> But, I haven't looked at my wallet, but unlike you, you were like, oh, I've looked at my Coinbase today. And I'm like, like, I'm not looking at my wallet today. Yeah, don't, yeah forget yeah, about yeah, it. Delete, like, delete Coinbase. Like, for I'm a trying bank. to have a nice Thursday night. Yeah, exactly. I, I do want to ask you something, Cheryl. Why do you think that the first kind of NFT to go to, to you know, to, to, to pop was art? Uh, 
I feel like that is kind of like the gateway for so many people that it's relatable and people can understand it. Um, I actually kind of had my bet, to be honest, on more music royalties because I feel like as a, cons uh, you know, as a listener, you know, how I used to have a newsletter called The Remix. <laughs> I need to restart that soon. But <laughs> essentially, I I've been a big music person and I, you know, I, I went to the first weekend concert when like the first U.S. weekend concert, like, uh, sorry, I went to the weekend's first U.S. concert in Boston, um, with uh, which was incredible and was only a hundred people. Like he sang me a song, different, different time, but a different um, tangent, but I can talk about that later. Um, and, you know, and I wish I had invested in him early. Right. But, you know, if you look at, you know, all these underground artists that are kind of struggling with SoundCloud and these Spotify streams, it's just not a, a equitable system. Right. And, and I think what music royalty does is really align, you know, the, um, consumer and, you know, the diehard fans with the people who are coming up. And so th that financial incentive, that financial alignment, I think over time is going to be, I, I think everyone can resonate with that. So I think that's the next really big thing, which I have a couple of people, including Republic <laughs> has, um, you know, as opportunities. Um, but yeah, art, I think uh, was visual. People were excited about it. I, I think there also was a push around the people who were already in the space plus marketing. Right. And I think Bored Ape, um really kind of set that set that precedent and then now war the woman actually has the same manager as board ape so i feel like things are going to pop off as well there did you uh by the way did you get uh war the woman at, at mint or and we can talk about what, what mint is or, yeah, or did you buy that. from <laughs> exchange uh no i i did secondary exchange so can we break down for people how you buy an nft yes <laughs> um so essentially you go to a platform it could be um it depends on the platform because they run on different blockchains um OpenSea runs on ethereum and that's to be honest the most mainstream one okay. so um, to purchase an nft on OpenSea, you need to have ethereum yes correct. Okay. correct and that um is connected to a wallet that holds ethereum and that generally is metamask there are others that are out there um, but that is the most popular. So if you do want to buy an NFT, open a MetaMask uh, wallet. Um, and from there, you go onto OpenSea. You take a look at projects, and there are thousands of them at this point, right? And so the question really becomes, you know, what are you interested in? Why are you buying this? Um, and, you know, for example, if you have a friend, artist friend that's selling an NFT, and, you know, you see the floor price, which, as Nahal mentioned, is the lowest price of the connection of the collection, um, is accessible to you. Then you know that's something that you could potentially purchase. Which, by the way, none of this is financial advice. <laughs> I want to also clarify that. I feel like just process. We're just talking about process. There's a big right. disclaimer running across Don't the screen. Now. <laughs> we are not an RIA. Like you can, uh, the, the one other thing I want to mention, you know, that's that's on the secondary. Um, when a lot of these projects launch, um, they're being minted for the very first time. So those amazing women reach out to me about the so, girls who code. Exactly. Right. And also like the crypto coven, right? Yep. And so all of a sudden, you know, there's a new incredible community that's launched and you I go to the- I did get that, by the way, I admit, fun fact. <laughs> amazing, yeah. And and you connect your wallet and it can be MetaMask, Coinbase, et cetera. And um, you basically, you know, essentially- How pay, do you connect pay, your wallet? Pay so, the gas. So, so you see on Twitter that someone is releasing essentially a set of NFTs are not minted yet. So you go to their website or their Discord channel, right? And yeah, so so you know, actually, the mobile 
by the way, the mobile user experience is completely broken. And that's yeah. where there's a lot of innovation and investing. That's what we're excited about at ENIAC mm -hmm. investing in a lot of the mobile UX. But the browser experience is the following, you know, as, as, as Cheryl mentioned, you know, the MetaMask will ask Chrome, read, write, and do all these crazy things. Once you say yes, it, it lives as an extension in your browser. Same with Coinbase Wallet, same with a lot of these, um, you know, wallets, essentially. You go to the website, you know, in Chrome, you mm -hmm. connect your wallet, the wallet pops up, you put in your password, your key, whatever. And all of a sudden, um, it identifies that it's you, uniquely you. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, you know, ideally at Mint, you just pay gas or you pay a very small amount. When crypto, what does gas mean? Gas is the is the actual. Um, sorry, go go ahead, Charlie. You, you answer. What's this. gas? <laughs> gas, is, for those of you who are new, are it really is just the transaction fee. So, in terms of the blockchain, you have all these validators or nodes of a network that are processing all the transactions and in, in blocks. That's why it's called the blockchain. Um, but in order to be incentivized to do that, they need to get paid. So that's the gas fee that you pay. And sometimes it can go to, to 200, 300, and everyone's complaining on Twitter. So that's generally when you know. Um, and then what's really cool, uh, Rajman, to your question was the fact that, um, you know, when you connect your wallet, it's, it's not like Web2, which I mean, is where we are right now, where source and you have to constantly like put your username and password, which by the way, I only got like, like, like I only got so many passwords in me. Like, I don't know how many other passwords I can create. Um, whereas what's really nice about this web three, where it's decentralized is that everything's really connected to, to the blockchain and, and, you know, the different types of blockchains. Right. I think, um, and you know, I, what's really cool is that because all these, uh, websites are connected to that blockchain is that you just have to connect your wallet and then it has everything, right? Which is awesome. So like if uh, if you have, for example, like a bunch of friends on one website, you can transfer over to the next website. And so instead of having to add request friends, whatever, like you can move that over too, because that is all based off this one ledger. So like instead of everyone having a centralized server for their information, it's just one. And I think that's the most beautiful part is that we don't have to think about that anymore. <laughs> so you're in this incredible community of, you know, Latinx, you know, founders, uh, investors, investors, what, it, what are you seeing there? Like, are you seeing folks like getting into this? Are you seeing like that folks feel like there's a barrier at entry? Like what's your perspective, right? Because, you know, some data shows like, like a lot more people of color are into crypto, right? They're buying more stuff, right. Than, 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 than other folks, more women are interested. What are you seeing? Uh, so, this actually, I before this, I just got off with uh, another Latinx, uh, Latina investor. Um, and we were just talking about this because crypto, to be honest, requires, you know, discretionary income, requires like, you know, you to play around with it and pay the gas fees that, you know, could pay like if it's 200, 300 bucks, that's real money. <laughs> and I think if you add on kind of our culture as Latinos too, right, right, we're like, we know the value of the dollar. We're like not spending that much on, on those types of things because we're generally more around um you know just valuing that I, I think there are more hurdles for us to be in this space and so um you know i want to highlight you know the fact that you know there's i created vc familia which was for latino vcs which i mean i guess is we have a crypto channel now and we're talking about it because our jobs are being uh are, are now also like you have to know about 
you know, crypto in order to even have a proper conversation. And then, you know, that spun out a Web3 Familia, which is, you know, really helping onboard Latinos into, uh, you know, Web3. And that's, you know, a whole nother board. So shout out to them. Um, and I think there's this aspect of, you know, if we all come together in communities, right, through VC Familia, Web3 Familia, and all these other, you know, events that are going to come up, like we can, we can go up the learning curve much faster and we trust each other and we are able to, to kind of do that. And so I, I'm optimistic for the fact that these numbers are going to continue to increase. That's powerful. That's amazing that those communities even exist right now. I hope everybody in my Girls Code community who's listening like knows that these communities exist for you to be a part of. Yeah, it's exciting, right? Like I, I started VC Familia um, like this, this time last year. And it's grown to the 250 Latino VCs, which is awesome. And then Web3 Familia started literally like four months ago. And, you know, now they have, I think, like a thousand members and a couple of thousand followers on Twitter. So, like, you know, people are, are making moves. They're excited. They're, you know, they just want to have space to kind of learn and, and really be a part of this movement. Thank you for being such a leader, you know, Cheryl. And I know you're so, like, uh, also early in your career, but uh, everybody says you're like a force of nature and we can feel it, you know, on this show. And as crypto and Web3 is early and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, especially diversity in VC is relatively early and growing fast. Like you are, you know, literally like like driving that momentum and that progress. So, you know, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and we're, you so we're, we're proud to be your friends. And <laughs> The feeling is mutual. We're excited to be like, watch this journey that you've already been on and just to see where you're going to go and always, you know, look to us as, you know, love to be helpful. And like, and, and maybe let's, we can end on that like note, but like, if you could wave your magic wand, you know what I mean? And get one thing for your community and for the work that you're doing, what would you like to see change? Um, my mission in life um, is to always help other people achieve their potential. And a lot of times our potential is um, set back or, or limited by our resources and by the fact that, you know, we don't necessarily have the generational wealth around us. I want to empower everyone to uh, have that wealth, to have that liberty and freedom to then go ahead and achieve their potential. And so if that comes through Web3, through crypto, through Republic, through VC Familia through anything that way, right? If I can be helpful to help have them, you know, get connected to the right LPs, get connected to the right projects, you know, start and, and really build that for, you know, their families and communities and them around them, that's going to trigger a whole, you know, a whole movement of, you know, us uplifting each other and then being community oriented. So if I had that magic wand, I would speed that up because <laughs> it's taking a while. Um, I don't know if you saw yesterday, we, we released a statement along with the other leading organizations that said that, especially in the BC space, uh, US Latinx founded companies only got 1% of my funding, 1.2%. So, and that's, that's, it's 2022, it's unacceptable. And so to that end, like, this is just one of the things that we can do is really advocate, make sure that people are, are getting the funding they need and having them reach the potential create unicorns and you know, support them along in their journey. So, um, you know, that's just one example I can count on many, but, um, but yeah, having a great community and people like you guys, um, I think it's invaluable. So that would be my wish. I got goosebumps. No, so uh, <laughs> you know, you're, you're doing it like, you know, you're, you're, you're doing it. So, uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And, uh, 
by the way, crypto COVID, I think somebody told me the floor now, it like got up to three Ethereum, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like absolutely epic. So, I mean, think about yeah. a project like this, you know, that artists, by the way, uh, digital artists can create uh, this incredible uh, crypto COVID has this folklore and these stories and you go to their website and it's like really interesting. Yeah. And you, you, you know, people, anybody, you know, Cheryl's talking about creating wealth, like, you know, on a small scale, you mint it at 0 0.07 ETH yep. and it's worth three ETH now. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and think about that, you know, uh, that's obviously at a micro scale, but yeah. that is now open to, you know, anybody. Yeah. Right. And everybody. Right. And that's oh, maybe the money. Right. I was thinking too, as we were talking, I mean, even if for our immigrants, I'm Gujarati, right? And like when, when, when some of the people in our community started coming to this country, they started going, buying hotels and then their friend would buy a hotel and then their friend would buy it. So it's like they figured out like the businesses and the places where they could actually get engaged in, and then they shared that knowledge of how to navigate mm, and build those businesses yeah. with other people. And so you built this sense of like community wealth. And I, I see that mm. what you're talking about, the same thing in web three, you know, you know, for the, for the Latinx community, for, for, you know, our black brothers and sisters, for our South Asian, you know, like that's part of that is doing exactly what you're doing, which is why I love you. It's like the knowledge <laughs> and the information sharing and the not hoarding of resources and information and power, but, and, and that's how you build this kind of intercommunity wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, just so powerful. Yeah. And you know what, that, that's the theme of this show, right? Which is kind of like, let's break it down and like, let's, let's, open, you know, let's break down any barriers that exist and let's like all inclusive and let's open it up to folks that, you know, want to learn and want to get in it, that yeah. don't go to, don't get intimidated by it, you know, uh, identify with people that, that look yeah. like you, that sound like you, you know, so that you can be yeah. an on-ramp into this incredible world. That's just so early. And that's what I love about this acronym conversation. It's got a little bit of love in the chat, which is like, it's true. It's like you, like, I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. What that, I mean, I was, on a, I, was like, I was on a board meeting, you know, earlier this week. And it was like AR. I'm like, wait, what is that? Right. And so it's like, which is acknowledging that I don't, I don't know what that means either. And it's okay to look it up. It's yeah. okay to ask. You you know? go, you're going to Google so many things. You're yeah. going to ask many questions. But that's that's just the name of the game is feeling uncomfortable. But getting comfortable with that uncomfortable, like uncomfortable sense is just. Yeah. But, once, but once you finally start accepting that the world is your oyster and that Absolutely. is the incredible part by the way shout out to angela who, who who i think also nailed the use case of acronyms she's like i think it's the number of keystrokes also sometimes yeah, yeah you know gm is obviously much easier to, to type than good morning but but it's become you know it's become a part of culture it's become what it really culture. has so. yeah. but that's good to know right in that but again it's like just because you can look it up doesn't mean you know it's it's above your head and i think a lot of people feel when i talk to people about crypto it's like oh well it's really hard to understand like i don't know if i could figure it out like i don't know if I i'm mean, smart and yeah it's like, i i had those down super well too yeah. and you know like no matter what you've accomplished in life like you know it, that's what it is also too it's kind of like non this uh well i actually also thought that i needed to be a programmer or something like computer whiz um and that was the same reason why I didn't go into tech in the first place. Cause I also was like, I was going to banking. I know numbers. I think I could do that. Um, and you know, it was because I saw someone like me that was in tech, um, who also didn't have a not you know, programming experience. And I was just like, Oh, if she can do it, I can do it. Like, wow, that's, that's so awesome. And so that's why I got into tech and then same thing for crypto, you know, it's, you know, as long like we all have the information out here. So as long as we have that, um, we can be part of this ownership economy that's coming. And, you know, if we're not owners and stuff, who will? So, um, you know, let's just make sure that we, we empower ourselves and empower others. On that note, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
That was the um, mic drop. Mic drop. Oh, thank, thank you so much, Harold. Thank you, Cheryl. You're the best. We really Hi. appreciate it. Congrats to all your success. Thank you so much for hosting me, guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.